0: It was a while ago that I started uh, doing ministry, and one of my assignments was at a hospital in Tampa, Florida. And one of my uh, jobs was to wander around and pray with people, and I got this request from a family to pray with this man, and they were about to pull his breathing tube out to see if he could continue breathing. And this man had stage four cancer um, of the lungs, of the lungs, And he had gotten into an accident where he had breathed in fire. So they were saying that his chances of survival were very, very low. This man was in a lot of pain, and on top of it all, he had dementia. And so I knew this coming to the family, and I knew it was probably going to be an intense scene. And so I got there, and uh, they told me they'd been waiting the whole day for this, and I was like, okay. and sooner rather than later, eventually, one of the older women there came and took my hand, and it was just me and her going to the room, and I was like, okay, uh, we're taught to just go with the flow in, in chapel ministry, so that's um, that's what I did. And then she took me into the room, and it was just me and her and uh, her husband. This was the man's wife. And I'm standing there and I'm like, okay, so I guess I'm not doing the prayer. And this woman starts saying goodbye to her husband. And it like hit me like a ton of bricks that they had been waiting all day for me to be there so that she could say goodbye to her husband. And I can't express to you how intense and how profound that was to see this woman's love for her husband. It was something that I'll never be able to repeat or like, I can't, I can't make up words that would fit. And it was almost like the words she was using were secondary to this sense of departure or goodbye that she was saying. In the gospel, in these readings on this Good Friday, we have a lot of things going on. My favorite one is the fact that the gospel starts in a garden. And in scripture, wherever we see the garden, we think of the Garden of Eden. And gardens are a place of order. It's an intentional order placed on to an organic whole to create more beauty, like we have down in the sunken gardens. It's a place of order that accentuates the beauty of the flowers and the greenery there. And so Jesus starts in this garden. And this is a replay of what should have happened in the Garden of Eden at the beginning of time. Instead of God coming down and questioning and asking Adam, Where are you? It's the men that come out to him who have create, created their own order of the world. They have established their own rule, their own power, their own disorder and dysfunction. And they question him, and he says to them, Who are you looking for? And when he says, I am, it says that they turned and they fell. And I think this describes the human race pretty accurately. God reveals himself to us in the depths of his love, and we turn and we fall. And so this order that we have created, that we've turned away from God, that we have fallen, we stick to it and we don't give it up. And so we see Jesus get caught up into this world of dysfunction, this world of disorder as he goes from place to place. And they beat him down. He's chomped up in the jaws of death over and over again. He's lost in bureaucracy. He takes on a minor character role almost in certain places in the gospel. He says so little. The Pharisees and the Jews are arguing with Pilate and Jesus seems to be cast aside. And yet he is still there. He still takes it on. They crucify him. He is raised up on this cross. And from this cross, he says the words, I thirst. So far, we have the Lord entering into our darkness. He enters into our brokenness. He enters into the disorder and dysfunction that we have created in this world. And now he says, I thirst. In the Gospel of John, there's only a couple other places where Jesus says, I thirst. And the main one is when he's talking to the woman at the the well in Samaria, the Samaritan woman at the well. And he says, my food and my drink is to do the will of my heavenly Father. Right after this, he says, it is finished. After he takes a drink of water, he says, it is finished. Or the Latin, consummatum est, it is consummated. In the Gospel of Luke, he says, Father, into your hands I commend my spirit. And this is kind of the culmination, the word speaking to God the Father. It's not for us, it's not for us to gain some more knowledge about Christ. It's Christ in his pure, infinite wisdom as the wisdom, the logos, the fullness, the embodied goodness of love, saying to his Father, I give you everything that you have given me. We get, to, we get a glimpse into a look at the love of the Trinity itself in this moment. And the fact that he says it from the depths of the lowest place on earth is the whole point of it in the law of disorder, in the law of dysfunction, in all of these new laws that we have created when we turn and we fall, Christ enters into them. He gets ground up into them. And in the midst of all of that is where he gives himself back to the Father. It's only in the lowest place that he does this. And there's something about the fact that he does this in the lowest place the worst place that has captured my life ever since I was a little kid. In that hospital room, that woman saying goodbye to her husband, it was like a reflection, it was like a taste of that exchange between Christ on the cross and his father. So we fall, we fail, we are broken, we have so much darkness in our lives and in our world Christ is in the midst of it. He is not a stranger to it. He has experienced all of our pain, all of our darkness. And there is nothing of the darkness that he does not know. Sometimes we say uh, mental illness is not what Jesus experienced. Anxiety, worry. But all of these he took on himself. He knows about cyclical thoughts, he knows about the depths of despair. There is nothing in this world that is human that he has not taken on, which means there is nothing he has not taken on that he has not reordered in love. And this is what he does on the cross. This is why he expresses his love to the Father on the cross more than anywhere else. is because he reorders it. And so he dies, they pierce him in the side, and he's not even finished yet. He's still outpouring his blood and his water. And in the depths of that chaos, in the depths of that disorder, that we are so dysfunctional that we killed God, Jesus ends up in a garden again. Out of the depths, out of the darkness, he returns to a new ordered garden. And so this is where we start as Christians, as Catholics. In our baptism, we start in a new-ordered garden so that we might become a part of Christ's love for us, that the chaos in our lives would be reordered into something beautiful. And so this is what we celebrate today, Christ redeeming brokenness by his love, And like that woman in the hospital bed, it doesn't matter if we understand it. It goes beyond words. It goes beyond time. It goes beyond anything else. And it's his presence in our hearts, in the depths of who we are, where he waits for us. So that we too can experience his love and get caught up in that great exchange.